keep doing it. Amen. You just can't do a declaration one time and say, oh, we've got it down pat. No, you got to keep hitting that atmosphere. And you got to keep bombarding that atmosphere. So I want to say good morning to all of our covenant partners this morning. I want to say good morning to our SoundCloud listeners. And I'm going to ask you, if you would, to get your Bibles, your pens, and your pads. And we're going to put that to the side and stand on our feet. The year of expectation and hope. The year of expectation and hope. 2022. 2022. The year of expectation. The year of expectation. The year of having the hope. The year of having the hope. Of the promises. Of the promises. Of Jesus Christ. Of Jesus Christ. Active. Active. In my life. In my life. The promise. The promise. Of his prosperity. Of his prosperity. His power. His and his presence. And his presence. 2022, 2022 is, my year. is my year. You may be seated in the presence of a holy God. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Amen. Amen. Glory to God. We thank the Lord. He's had us in the word. And we've been talking about truth. And with that truth, we've been talking about <clears throat> people of color, and the nations in the Bible. So this morning, we're going to pick up with talking about truth, and we should now be at part three. Amen? All right. And the first thing we want to look at is... Um, we want to go to our foundational scriptures because what the Lord is emphasizing to us is that it is not the color of one's skin, but it is a relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. And what he's trying to emphasize to us is that it does not matter which nation you represent here on the earth, all nations should be blessed. And I need you to know something. You and I are representative of one of the nations. And we should be blessed. We should show forth the blessings of the Lord on our lives uh, because it establishes the covenant of God of wealth and blessings in the earth. Amen. And sometimes before we can get to those blessings, we do go through a process and we have to stand our ground when we're going through that process. Because on one hand, God is saying, you're supposed to be blessed. I want to bless you. And on the other hand, the enemy is saying, nope, uh, you shouldn't be blessed. I'm not going to allow you to be blessed. I'm going to try to keep you in the past of your generations. And we have to really take a stand to, and that's why I call it breaking through a veil. It's almost, almost like having a baby. You have to break through that veil of what's been holding you back with the help of the power of, of the Holy Spirit and God's word and salvation 
because it, it takes all of that. Amen? Amen. Now, I, I, I can sense you in the spirit. Some people say, well, I know people who have a lot. They, they're blessed. Okay, but the blessing of the Lord is twofold. It is a blessing of material wealth, but it is also a blessing of salvation. There is nowhere in the Bible where the Lord says that you can have all the blessings and not have him. Is that understood? Amen. Amen. So let's go to our foundational scriptures, which is Genesis chapter 12 and Genesis 18. So we're going to go to Genesis 12 first. Amen. The word is everything. I said the word is everything. Amen. All right, Genesis 12, and I'm going to read verses 1 through 3, and we're going to focus in on verse 3. And it says, Now the Lord has said unto Abram, Get thee out of thy country, and from thy kindred, and from thy father's house, unto a land that I will show thee. And I will make of thee a great nation. And I will bless thee and make thy name great, and thou should be a blessing. And I will bless them that bless thee and curse him that curseth thee and in thee. Now, I like this because the Lord didn't just leave it with Abraham. You know, he could have stopped right there. He could have said, okay, Abraham, a great nation is going to come out of you. Okay? But he didn't. He says, I'm going to bless you, Abraham. And he's primarily verses 1 Two, he's talking to Abraham, but right at the end of verse three, he says, and in thee shall all families of the earth be blessed. Somebody say, that's us. That's us. So, so we're, we're families of the earth. All right, Genesis 18. Okay. And it says in Genesis 18, 18, and the Lord says, well, I actually want to start with the 17th verse, please. And the Lord said, shall I hide from Abraham that thing which I do, seeing that Abraham shall surely become a great and mighty nation, and all the nations of the earth shall be blessed in him. Do you see that? Amen. So there's families, there are nations. Abraham also had a great nation, and we know that Abraham uh, came down through the lineage of Shem, uh, we know that Shem was the father of all of Eber's children, the Hebrews. Amen. So basically, if you break it up, Noah's son, this is what he had. Noah's sons, Shem, Ham, and Japheth, brought forth three nations of people. Can we say it like that? He brought, they brought forth three races, but they also brought forth three nations of people. So we know Shem brought forth the Jewish race or the Hebrew people. Ham brought forth a Gentile race, people of color. And we'll explain that. Japheth brought forth um, Caucasian people of Europe and Northern Asia, which was still a Gentile race. So when you look at it, if you were not born from Jewish parents, then you were a Gentile. 
But in Jesus Christ, there are three classes of people. I'm going to take my time this morning. Amen. Amen. And we want to talk about, there are three classes of people. This is what you have. You have the Jew, you have the Gentiles, and you have the church. Now, Jesus came for Jew and Gentile to accept him and become the church. So that's why he says in the New Testament, there is neither male nor female, Jew or Greek. In Christ Jesus, we're all a new creature, a new creature. So that's what Jesus is after. Okay, you do understand that in the beginning, it was God mm, 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 that created mankind. Do you understand that? It ended up being Adam and Eve that had children, but you do understand that the first human beings were literally brought forth by God, not another human. There was no male and female that got together and had a baby to start this off. No, it was God that brought forth male and female and then male and female began to reproduce, and there we have children coming forth. But it was God that started this. But it's, 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 it's something to me that it is God who started it, and it's God who's going to finish it. Had you thought about that? I think, let me see if I can run through this. I'm not going to go through the scriptures. For instance, God created man and woman. That's in the word, right? God created Adam and Eve. Adam and Eve begot Cain and Abel. Remember that? Amen. Then Cain had a son called Enoch. Okay? But also Cain killed Abel. But God gave Adam and Eve another son who was set to replace Abel. Set begot Enos. Okay? Then after that, we come on down. Enos, set son, then came Enoch. That's the one who walked with God after he begot Methuselah. And then Methuselah begot Lemich. And Lemich begot Noah. And Noah begot Shem, Ham, and Japheth. Isn't that amazing? And then from Ham, Shem, and Japheth came the nations. Okay? Shem was the father of all the children of Eber, the Hebrew people. Okay? Then after Eber, you had his sons, Peleg, and then you have the generations of Shems, which are the ancestors of Abraham. So Abraham goes all the way back to Noah. Isn't that amazing? Can I share a key with you? You said, where is this going? I'm watching a pattern. Everybody shows a history of what has happened in their generation in their nation of people. But there's something strange. The first thing that people of color link themselves to is slavery. That's, what they, that's the first thing we link ourselves to is slavery. We can remember slavery, just like the Jews can remember the Holocaust. 
okay? But what I'm finding out, if you continue to do such things and only link yourself to your ancestors with, if you only do that, I didn't say you couldn't do that, but if that's all you're gonna do, guess what you're gonna keep coming up with? Poverty, shame, injustice. That's why some of us are going crazy now. The white man had us down. Well, the white man didn't get it started. Your own people of color sold you out. But I'm watching a pattern. And what I see is when you only focus in on the slavery part, you watch those people who began to take that on. They began to dress a certain way. Oh, I know what I'm talking about. They began to look a certain way. I can remember when black power, you know, okay. There's a certain spirit that comes with that. Now, if you're willing to stay there and not really connect to where you really came from first, uh-oh. We're trying to bring you out. We're trying to bring that man out. Because if you really started where you really started from, you didn't even start from your mama and daddy. You started out from Noah, Shem, Ham, Japheth. And then it traveled on down. Okay? But there's a certain spirit that comes with that. There's a certain mindset that everybody is supposed to dress like you're still in slavery, like you don't have anything. And we, 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 we love to, to, to lift it up and, oh, we were in slavery. Oh, poor, impoverished, impoverished is me. Uh-uh, no, no, no. Uh-uh, uh-uh. No, I don't want to, listen to me, I don't want to stay there. That's not where I originated from. Really, if I go all the way back, I originated from God. Amen. Amen. I originated from God. I remember being invited to a um, awards for um, people that had achieved something. And we were asked to dress in, in Africa, African attire. And the Lord told me, he says, no, no. So I wore this um, outfit that was connected to a queen. So when I walked in the, in, the, in the building, the lady pulled me to the side and she was saying, yeah, she said, well, everybody wants to know why you didn't wear an, an African attire. She said, but I told them that's just not Pastor Carmichael. That's, that's just not her. And it's not. I, I'm not wearing dashikis. And I'm not putting a tag or a stick on my car saying, take me back to Africa. Amen. <laughs> I'm not. I'm just not. Because that's not where I originated from. I'm proud of who I am. I'm proud of my color. But that's not where I originated from. I really originated out of God, and then God put all the seed in Adam, 
and Noah came out from the generation of Adam. But color didn't begin until Noah. And now I don't have to be ashamed of who I am. I am a woman of color, but everybody in here is mixed. That's why now you can you can get on the mothership if you want to and travel on back over there and they're going to kill you because they say you're not a true African anyway. Even they say that. So you can get on the mothership, put your little dashiki on, wave your little flag and get on over there. Nobody in here is pure. We're all mixed. Amen. We're all mixed. So now I don't have to be ashamed of the color of my skin. I don't have to be ashamed of what nationality I am. I don't have to be ashamed of, 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 of being uh, my gender because the word the world Stop letting the world put you in this stigma. No, 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 no. The Bible says that in Abraham, all families would be blessed. And then God broadens the, um, the line and he goes to nations. So how many nations are there? I'll tell you. Shem, Jewish race, Hebrew race. Ham, people of color. Japheth, Caucasian, people of Europe. Okay, but what, what do we have here? What do we have here? Say, I'm supposed to be blessed. I'm supposed to be blessed. Say, it doesn't matter the color of my skin. I'm supposed to be blessed. And guess what? Say, I'm going, I'm going to, represent to represent my nation, my nation. and I'm going to show forth I'm going to show forth the blessing of the Lord. So what nations are we looking at? We're looking at Assyrians, Arabs, Armenians, Syphophoenician. We're looking at Egypt, Africa, Ethiopia, Canaanites, Babylonians, Egyptians. Philistines. What else are we looking at? We're looking at Meds, Greeks, European people, Asian, Orientals. That's a lot of nations. That's a lot of nations. And if we look over the whole world at the nations, we can say somewhat, we can say, wait a minute, everybody has something. Everybody has something, and that is true. But the one thing lacking is Jesus Christ came to bring a double blessing. Amen. He came to bring a double. It's not just material. It's also, it's not just wealth, but it's also him being our God. Amen. I want to show you something. Go to Genesis. I think we need to go to the, oh, there it is. Okay, would you please go to Genesis 17? 
And would you please, I'm going to start reading at the sixth verse. And so he tells Abraham, and I'm going to make thee exceedingly fruitful, and I will make nations of thee. Okay? And kings shall come out of thee, and I will establish my covenant between me and thee and thy seed after thee in their generations for an everlasting covenant to be a God unto thee and to thy seed after thee. Did you see that? Amen. Said this blessing, blessing comes, comes with God. So when you look around and you think about all the nations and when you think about everything they're worshiping, something's lacking. Something's like the Arabs might have all the oil, but they don't want to serve Jesus. Something's lacking. So what God wants, this is what he's after. And he's going to get it because I'm determined to be one. I'm going to represent my nation. And I'm going to represent it blessed. Amen. So you have to make up in your mind, you're going to represent whatever nation you're representing. And you're going to represent it blessed. Amen. That's your decision. I've made mine. So, but I want the double blessing. I don't just want material stuff. I don't just want prosperity. I want God. Amen. And I want the true and living God. I want the real God whose name is Yahweh, <laughs> whose name is Jehovah, whose name is I am, El Shaddai, El Elyon, Adonai, Jesus Christ. That's who I want. That's who I want. Because you know why? He's going to preserve that blessing. And guess what? He says, the blessing of the Lord make what? Rich. Make what? Rich. And do what? And no sorrow. Uh-oh. So when God blesses you, when Yahweh blesses us, when Jehovah blesses us, when Adonai blesses us, when El Elyon blesses us, it comes with no sorrow. It doesn't mean you're not going to get up and go to work. It doesn't mean you're not going to get up and apply yourself. It just means he doesn't add an extra burden to you having what you have. Amen. I like that. Because I don't need an extra burden, Lord. It's already going to take energy and work and be in focus to keep this thing going with you, to work with you, to keep up with you. Amen. And I'm just in there because God allowed me in. Yeah, 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 yeah. See, I had a dream a long time ago that the angel came to me and we were talking. And of course, I'm going to ask about blessings. And that's what I asked about as well, along with some other things. And he looked at me and he said, people always want to know about the blessings. But he told me something. He told me a secret. He says, for that kind of wealth, listen to me good. Don't run out to church yet. He says, for that kind of wealth that people are looking for, you have to start when you're young. You know why? Because it's a lot that goes with it. There's a lot of learning. There's a lot of establishment. Come on now. 
There's, there's a lot to do. There, there, you got to get yourself ready. You got to be built for it. Yeah. Ah, yeah, they're bullshit. And that's why young people ought to get an education. Amen. Oh, not you. I'm thinking Israel. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to look over there. I'm thinking about my nephew, Israel, because I was finna talk to him. But never mind. Didn't mean that. Okay. No, no, what you know what I'm saying. He's not over there. Come on, y'all. Get in. That's why young folk, young folk, Young folk need to go to school and learn something. But the Bible says that God is no respectable person. But God is no fool either. Even after you get saved, he's looking for something from you. Oh, you're going to do something. You're going to work the word. It doesn't just drop in your lap even after you get saved. Even though you might have missed the young tender years of that education and that being built up for it and getting ready for it, getting a mindset for it. God says, okay, I can do this, but you're still going to work it. Blessings and wealth are responsibility. Nobody is without responsibility. You're going to work. You're going to do something. It doesn't just happen. So if you're lazy and you're scared, uh, you're being held back, all kinds of things can be going on. You, you're still looking at your, 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 your ancestors and generational curses and what grandma did and what grandpa did. All that stuff got to go. You got to change your mind. You got to change your mind. You got to want to go get an education. You got to better yourself. You got to get prepared for the blessing. You don't just come into that type of wealth and, uh, oh, you know, uh, hey, here I am. No, 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 no. Uh-uh. Except for one exception that I know of is me. And the only reason I say this is because the angel told me, he says, but don't you worry. He says, you will be well taken care of. And I had never heard this except for in, in a dream, in the vision, in the meeting with the angel. He says, you won't get 30, 60, 100. You're going to get 1,000 fold. Amen. But I still have to work it. I still have a job. You say, what, what's the job? I still got to serve the Lord. I still got to pray. I still got to fast. I still got to read. I still got to live something. It's a job. You say, oh, that's easy. No, it's not. Not when the enemy is always trying to pull you away from it. Not when he's always trying to pile stuff on you so you won't feel like reading, studying, praying. Come on. Getting in the word. Being at the church. Being responsible. Wealth is a responsibility. And you say, well, why? I don't know. This is where God wants us right now. I don't know. I don't preach money. But whatever God tells me to preach, that's what I'm going to preach. And when he started telling me to preach about the nations, and he kept saying, and they're supposed to be blessed, and they're supposed to be blessed, and they should be blessed. Each one of you in here, male and female, should have a blessing in your life from the Lord that you are working and allowing God to increase it, increase it, increase it, 
increase it. You are not supposed to be stagnated. You're supposed to be moving forward at all times, in all things. Oh, no, no, no. Let me, I'm going to show it to you. I got the word. I got it. Don't worry. I got it. Because if you are stagnating, it's not God. Something is wrong. If you're still handling $50 from three years ago and it hadn't moved up to 100 something not right. I let that sink in. Now, don't get me wrong. You, can, you know, I, I know a lot of people that just said, I don't want to do this. I don't want to be in charge of something. I don't want to do this. You didn't see it. You just let go. You just let go. You missed it. Well, you could have been writing your own ticket. And I'm going to say this right now. It's for male and female. Amen. So husbands, if your wife is creative and, and outgoing, you need to allow that space in there because that's a gift God put in there. You didn't put that in there. So why are you controlling it? Ooh, shut up. I felt that. Let me go. Let me move on to the next place. Ooh, I felt that. Woo-hoo-hoo-hoo. Ooh. God didn't give us dominion over each other. Amen. The Lord didn't give you dominion over that woman like that. Woman, God didn't give you dominion over that man like that. Whatever that creative ability is, God expects for it to flow freely and he be allowed and God be allowed to cultivate it. Amen. It has to be cultivated. That's why I didn't raise my children saying, you're going to be a doctor, you're going to be a lawyer, you're going to be a teacher, and da-da-da-da-da. No, no, no. Their dad encouraged them to get an education, but nobody was sitting around saying, now you better, you better line up, you better be this. You, that's pressure on a person. You not already broke them down before they can even get started. And that's even in your life. If somebody's always over you saying what you can do and what you cannot do and not really trusting the Lord to allow that creative ability to flow out of you that God put in you, that's pressure. Amen. What is Bishop talking about? Blessings. I'm talking about what the word said. And all nations shall be blessed. I'm talking about what the word talking about. And all nations of the earth of the earth shall be blessed through Abraham's seed. Abraham's seed, Jesus Christ. Now, now it's, it's understandable that there are people of color in the Bible. Moses' wife, Zipporah, was a Cushite. The Ethiopian eunuch was what? An Ethiopian. Okay? But what about this one? How about Simon of Sirin? How about the man in the Bible, in the book of Matthew, that was asked to carry Jesus' cross? Okay? The Bible says, it says, he was asked to carry Jesus' heavy cross through Jerusalem to the place of his death. Talking about Jesus. He literally carried the cross of Jesus Christ. But Seren is located in northern Africa. But that day he was in Jerusalem. This man gave Jesus respect. 
while they were beating him, spitting on him, he's tired already from the abuse, from going from court to court. He couldn't hardly carry the cross. They pulled this man that was visiting with his two sons from northern Africa and said, you're going to carry the cross. But when he carried the cross for Jesus, a man of color, he gave Jesus respect. He gave him time to rest a minute. But this was a man of color. Zipporah was a Cushite, but yet she married a Hebrew. God, he doesn't want any more racial divide. Get the hatred out your heart. For the white, the black, the Asian, come on here. He said, let it go, because God is not a God of racial divide. He is no respecter of any person. Be like the little chocolate girl who licked the face. <laughs> the, little, the little Caucasian girl licked her face and she said, why did you do that? She said, I just wanted to see if the chocolate would come off. <laughs> I thought that was so cute. And there are more interracial marriages than you know of. But they stated themselves because people are so hateful. And so mean and tyrants. Yeah, Christians are not to be like that. Amen. We ought to love the Jew, the Greek, the Gentile. Christians ought to be loving because God is love. And I'm not talking about no fake and phony love. I'm talking about genuinely loving people. Stop talking about the white man. Find out what the white man's name is. He has a name. Treat people with respect. You want to be, the Bible says, whatsoever you sow, that's what you're going to reap. And stop every time they pull up your history, you run straight to slavery. It's more to you than just that. Don't get caught in a stigma. Moses' wife, Zipporah, Cushite, the Ethiopian eunuch, was, for, was an Ethiopian. Simon of Seren was a man of color. What about Ebed Melech? Go to Jeremiah 13, 23. He was a man of color. Let's see what he did. Jeremiah. Thank you, G hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus, for your word. Free us, God, in our minds and hearts. Free us, it's not the color of our skin. It, we need you. And then we're going to have to work it. We can't be lazy. We can't bring our street life into the church. Amen. You want me to tell you what the street life is? Get over, lie, use people, steal from people, rob from those who done worked hard to get what they got and you don't want to go to work and you don't want to do nothing with your life. You just want folks to give you. Like somebody owe you something. Yeah. No. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. Every one of us got to trust God for our own vineyard. Amen. And then when you get your vineyard, you need to work it. Amen. So while you being lazy, young folk, when the day comes for retirement, what you going to have? What are you laying up in store now? Why you all you want to do is smoke dope, watch movies, go party, get on the get down flow, hang out. 
Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Don't want to go to work. Then when you get to work, you're hiding in the back. You don't want to do no work. You only work when the, when, the, when the people come out. Then you put on your best performance. And that's what it is, a performance. Because all you got on your mind is a good time and a bag of weed. God created you for more than that. So if you don't put no time in in the young days, there's nothing in the old days. We won't go there. Half of you need to stay married. Nothing. I won't go there. They leave that alone because they can't handle that. Can't handle it. So, so what are you going to do? You know, you know how they do. You, you in school now. I know you know how they do. Look how you look at me. Oh, Lord. Bishop, don't say nothing. <laughs> they don't want, they, what, y'all still call it cutting classes? Or they call it something else now? Skipping. skipping. Bring me up to date. <laughs> I love it. They still skip class. Leave the campus. Think they're getting away with something. That stuff catches up with you. You're not setting a good groundwork for your future. You're, you're not. And that's why we got the jails are running over because everybody thinks somebody owes them something. And everybody thinks they're supposed to rob everybody else who has when they don't work diligently for what they got. Believe me, anybody that's got something with God, you're still working. You're going to work. I say you're going to work. You're going to put in that time and do the necessary things that it takes in order to keep that blessing going with the help of the Lord, with the help of the Lord. But you're going to get in there and do something too. It's not magic. It's not puff. And there it is. But some people preach it like that. Oh, God's going to bless you. Oh, it's going to fall out of the sky. And it's going to do this. And everybody looking up. No, honey, get your eyes focused on where you're going. Yeah, everybody looking up in the sky like money going to fall out the sky. Now, every now and then, God will break through and give you a supernatural blessing. But even after he does that, you build on that. You build on that. People trying to buy people. (laughs) Oh, I've seen it. Because I want your friendship. I want you to be kind to me. I want to be loved. Honey, you better get the love of Jesus. And stop buying people because you been gave away everything trying to buy somebody. You, you, if you don't, that's something I'm, I'm, I'm one up on. Jesus said, whosoever will, let them come. He didn't say, I'm going to make you come. I'm going to make you love me. If I got to make you love me, you don't love me. Why don't 
we just grow up and accept the fact it is what it is and get on and get up and move on? Stop the foolishness. Stop the madness, said the Lord. That's why the Lord don't make nobody serve him. He wanted to be real. He wanted to be truthful. Because if I got to make you, it's not real. It's not truthful. It's not real. People do stuff from, if people are doing things for you, it is from their heart. It needs to come from the heart. Jeremiah 13. All right. And we're going to look at verse 23. And actually, this is what the verse says. Jeremiah 13, 23 says, can the Ethiopian change his skin? Can they? Can you wash it off? No, No, that's why that little uh, Caucasian baby, when she licked the skin of the little chocolate baby, it didn't come off. (laughs) She thought it would. It was so cute, but it didn't. So the Ethiopian cannot change their skin or the leopard his spots. Then may ye also do good that are accustomed to doing evil. You might can't change the color of your skin, but you can do good. You can change your motives. You can change your actions. And when you get in Christ, you can change your life. Your life can be changed. You need to stop. See, here's the real problem. This is what I just saw. See, we get blessed and we want to hang around them same old people. We want to still hang out with the people who don't work, on drugs, having babies out of marriage. Oh, I'm coming where you at. I know why I can't keep the bl- Oh, it's because you're hanging out with the same old folk. And there's one thing about people when they don't want anything. There's a street mentality. If I can't have it, you can't have it. And I'm going to do everything in my power. Now, I'm not going to tell you that's what I'm doing, but I'm going to do everything in my power to keep you where I am. Because I don't want you to go no further than me. Get out. That, oh, thank you, Holy Ghost. And if you don't believe you have to do it, that's why the Lord told Abraham, get out from among your family and go to a place that I will lead to, Abraham. Why? Let me tell you why. Because it is in the Bible in Genesis. Abraham fathered them, lived in a place where they worshiped idols and his dad and his mom and all of his kinfolk worshiped idols. They had a God for everything. And so when God is getting ready to bless you, that's why the Bible said he called Abraham alone and blessed him. God can't bless you in all that mess because he give it to you. They're going to try to figure out how to get it from you. Are they going to make you feel so bad? Oh, you trying to be white. You trying to talk white. Woo! 
language rightfully. Don't start talking properly. What, what you, what, what, you don't forget where you came from. And yada, yada, yada. No. I'm just coming into where I should have been. I'm allowing the Holy Spirit and the word of God and Jesus Christ to bring me where I should have been. But no, see, this is what you want to do. You want to take your nice car, your money, your clothes, and you want to go back to those neighborhoods and those people. I'm going to tell you why. So you want, because you want to show out. I could care less about showing out. I don't care if they never know. Matter of fact, I don't want you to know. Because, see, you feel like you're the big man and the big woman. Wow. Oh, I'm going to preach it. I came right. Yes, they do. Yeah, they do, baby. Oh, they drive that car up in there. They take that money and be flashing that money, flashing them clothes. Come on now. And they looking at them like, mm, they ain't studying none of that. They just want to know how we can get it yeah. or how we can tear you down, yeah. how we can bring you back down. Yeah. Even Jesus, he told the disciple, he says, wait till you are strengthened. Then go back and help your brother. You can't do nothing to help nobody until God bring you out. And I mean fully bring you out. No, that's what you want. That's what you want. That's what you want. That's what you want. And you may not come up in here, and I've said this so I can say it. I've said this face-to-face with people, I've shared this. You need not to come up in here and think that whatever God allows you to start, you're going to grow it, expand it on the back of the church. It's not happening. Where are the people? Where are the people at? Where's the money? So you better go get it. The church is to give you the word. It's to give you a structure. It's to give you a foundation to stand on. So you need the church. You need the worship center. You need the word in the worship center. But for progress and maintaining and expansion, you better get on out here and sell your product. And you better have God on your side. Because only the Lord can give you a following. Only God can give you a following. Only God can give you a people that love your product. It could be a thousand people in the world, but for some reason, they want your product. Why? Because God has turned their heart to you. I need it all shine now. It's in your shine, Anna. Yes, Lord. It's in the shine. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. But the reason why some men won't let their wives expand is because they are afraid they're going to be left behind. 
But where is your trust in the Lord? You're supposed to be trusting in the Lord. You're supposed to be both working towards something. And every husband and wife does not have the same gifting. Nope. Every husband and wife does not have the same gifting. But if you got two, the Bible says two are better than one. So you take your gifting and you take your gifting. We bring them together and oh, we got a double going on. We got a double going on. But we got to respect each other enough and love each other enough to say, you know what? I trust God with you. I trust God with the gift that he's put in you. I know everything's going to hold together. And then we as women and men, we have to learn how to respect one another. Where's the respect? Get off your high horse just because you got it going on. I'm being serious. Sometimes a man will be in his flow, and just because he's way up there, he thinks the woman is beneath him or belittle. That's not true. So the woman will get in her, her flow, and just because she's up there, she'll think this man that she's with is beneath her. That's not true. Amen. That man is there for a reason. That woman is there for a reason. Amen. And if you marry, it's to work together. It's to work together with the blessing. And achieve something and go somewhere. It's to have something. Abide in me, Anna. Abide in me. Yes, Lord. He said, abide in me. So the Ethiopian cannot change their skin nor the leopardous spots. But we can do good. And we can get in Jesus Christ. Amen? Amen. So. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Jeremiah was a prophet of God to his people. And he was charged with delivering some unpopular news that the king of Babylon was coming and that he would conquer Jerusalem. They didn't want to hear that. Jeremiah, Jeremiah wasn't very popular with the people of Judah especially with the king. Finally, having more than they could take, a few advisors of the king convinced him, convinced the king that Jeremiah needs to be put to death for his prophecies. The king says, in effect, do whatever you want. So these royal advisors take Jeremiah and drop him down a well. Now, you know, Jeremiah was a Hebrew. There was no water in the deep hole, but there was plenty of mud. Jeremiah is left there to die with no food or water or room to move. But Ebed-Melech was a Cushite servant of the king. How come it is all these people of color were in high positions? How come all the people of color in the Bible were in high positions? positions because before we decided to worship alligators the moon the stars ourselves we own the gold oh you don't believe me 
Oh, go to, go to Genesis. And hold on to Jeremiah. And the Bible says in the book of Genesis, which is the book of beginnings, somebody say this with me. Say, people of color, people of color are, in the Bible, are in the Bible. And they held, and they held high, positions. high positions. They had money. They had, money. They had land. They had, they had gold and silver. They had, they had men servants they had and women servants. Say, it's not the color of my skin. Genesis chapter 2, let's see about God. Is God, is God a respect of a person? Look what it says, Genesis 2 and 8. And the Lord God planted a garden eastward in Eden, and there he put the man whom he had formed. And out of the ground made the Lord God. Somebody say, out of the ground, of the ground. Made, made the Lord God, the Lord God. To, grow to grow every tree that is pleasant, that is pleasant. to the sight. And good, and good for food. Okay, hold that. So it goes on to say the tree of life also was in the midst of the garden and the tree of knowledge of good and evil. Somebody say in a river went out of Eden to water the garden. Now God did this, right? Isn't that what it says, right? So the Bible says, and from this it was parted and became into four heads. The name of the first is Pison, that is which compasseth the whole land of Havilah, where there is gold. And the gold of that land is good, and there is Bedellium and the Onyx Stone. And the name of the second river is Gihon, the same is it that compasseth the whole land of who? Of who? Of who? Really? Well watered, full of gold. Why is it God is not showing any partiality to the people of color? Why are they allowed to be in positions and to be around money? You th can you answer that? Hmm. Seems to me, God kept his word. When he created the earth, he made men from one blood, and he gave them their boundaries, their countries. He told them where they could live. So why is it they could live, you know, Africa full of gold? Was, 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 was. Ivory, silk. And our people was amongst all of that. And guess what? You and I represent one of these nations in here. So that means you need to accept what the word of God says when he told Abraham, I'm going to bless all families of the earth. I'm going to bless all nations of the earth. You being a representative and I being a representative, we should be blessed. And if you're on your way, if you're in blessings now, you should want the Lord to what? Somebody say increase. Increase. Say, I want you to increase me, Lord. I want you to increase me, Lord. 
Now, most people don't care about this, but I do. There are people that I want to help. Well, I'm sorry. There are people I want to continue helping. How about that? There are things I want to do. Guess what? It costs money. It costs money. Some people are content with their house, their car, and their food. I want more. I want to be able to continue to help people that I've been helping. I want to be able to continue to have, it takes money to, to have books published. It takes money to sit down and type. You got to have paper, you got to have ink. That, it costs money. It, it costs money to have a telephone to counsel. It costs, it costs money to have the, the latest cell phone so you can counsel while you're out and about. So you can get your emails and send texts and, uh, you know, send PDFs. And that costs money. It costs money to run your business. It costs money to run your home. I don't know what you thought I was talking about. They're looking at me like, oh, oh, it takes money to, to keep your clothes clean. So when you go around people and you're doing business, your clothes are not smelling. You don't look toe down, woe down. Yes, it does. Somebody say, Lord, Lord bring, me bring me out, out of, the of the dark times. Say, I, I need, to come need to come into, into the, light the light of your word. Go to, no, 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 I don't want X. I want Isaiah. Go to Isaiah chapter 11, and we're coming back to Jeremiah. And I'm soon to close. Amen. I'm so glad that the Lord saved me. Amen. Okay, Isaiah 11. And what I'm doing, I'm really giving you information so that you can see in the Bible that people of color are in the Bible. I'm trying to share with you information so that you can see that people of color were around money. I'm trying to let you see from the word of God that in the word of God, the Lord is no respectable person. And he said that he would bless all nations. I'm trying to share with you what a nation is. It's a people. It's a people. I'm trying to share with you from the word of God what those, who those nations represented, who they were, who they are, because they're still in the earth. And you represent a nation. You came from what, some nation. Look at Isaiah, Isaiah chapter 11. And I want you to look at the 10th verse. And it reads, and in that day there shall be a root of Jesse. Well, who's the root of Jesse? Jesus Christ. It, in, which shall stand for an ensign of the people. Is that in your Bible? Amen. To it shall the who? Gentiles. Who? Gentiles. So the Gentiles need to be seeking who? Jesus. He's the ensign. Watch this. And his rest shall be glorious. 
And it shall come to pass in that day that the Lord shall set his hand again the second time to recover the remnant of his people, which shall be left from Assyria, from Egypt, from Pathros, and from who? From who? You got to be kidding me. That's me. Here I am. Not going to fight you, Lord. See, when you get in Jesus, there's a word. There's a word. The Bible says in the book, I believe it's Ezekiel. It says that, and when God found Israel, but it goes for us as well. It is a testimony that God had given me, and I share it with people. He says at the end of finding Israel and washing Israel and cleaning Israel up and putting fine linen on Israel, he says at the end, and you prospered into a kingdom. You're not supposed to be standing still. You're not supposed to be stagnated. You should be prospering into a kingdom. Kingdom means royalty. Shine for me. Shine for me. Oh, my Lord. Wait a minute. Oh, my Lord. He says, from Cush, from Elam, from Shania, from Hamath, and from the islands of the sea. And God and Jesus, he shall set up an ensign for who? The nations. And shall assemble the outcast of Israel and gather together dispersed of Judah from the four corners of the earth. Is that in your Bible? Amen. I want to find that. You all right? Amen. We're doing a little Bible study. You okay? <clears throat> Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. I want you to go, please, to Ezekiel, the 16th chapter. And I want to start with the ninth verse because all of all of the ninth through the 14th, it speaks of what the Lord does. Amen. Amen. 16 and nine. <clears throat> Ezekiel 16 and nine. And, and it goes on to say he's talking about Israel. But I, I can remember the Lord gave me this and he told me, he says, jot this down because this is going to be your testimony. OK. And I did. And I did years ago. He says, then washed I thee. Who did the washing? Who did the washing <clears throat> with water? Yea, I thoroughly washed away the blood from thee, and I anointed thee with oil. Wow. Wow. Glory to God. <clears throat> he says, I clothed thee also with broided work, and showed thee with badger skin, leather, and I girded thee about with fine linen, and I covered thee with silk. I decked thee also with ornaments, and I put bracelets upon thy hands, and a chain on thy neck, and I put a jewel on thy forehead, and earrings in thy ears, and a beautiful crown upon thine head. 
Thou then, thus was thy deck with gold and silver, and thy raiment was of fine linen and silk and broadened work. Thou didst eat fine flour and honey and all, and thou was exceedingly beautiful, and thou didst prosper into a kingdom. Is that in your Bible? Amen. He says you prosper into royalty. You prosper into one who is ruling. Mm-mm. Uh-oh. What did we say last Sunday? You write your own check. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. And he says, and I'll bless you with what? More than enough? Above and beyond? He says, and unto, Jesus, and unto God who is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all that we could ever ask or think according to the power that's working within us. And God is able to make all grace abound toward you that you have in all sufficiency in all things may abound to every good work. But if you don't want it, that's all right. More for me. More for me. I am the seed of Abraham through Jesus Christ. And I err, isn't that what it says? And I err according to the promise. So I'm going to get my blessing. I am not waiting for the by and by. I won't need it over there. Everything, when I get to be in the kingdom of the Lord, which what is what you call heaven, that's already done. I need some things now. I need some things now. I need provision now. I need Jesus Christ's provision now. And I need it totally. What do you say? What you talking about? My life, my spirit, my soul, my body need to be prospering, need to be advancing. And sometimes when you start, you're going to fall down. You're going to hit your sit down. You're going to cry. You're going to get hurt. But you got to have tenacity. You got to get back up. Amen. And all the while, the devil's saying, nope, I'm not going to let you get to it. You're saying, yep, Jesus is going to help me get to it. Amen. I'm going to get to the blessing. I'm going to get to it. He says he's no respectable person. Let me finish this and then I'm going to go to that. So there, there was no water. Talking about Jeremiah. Jeremiah 13, 23. We're just sharing with you some of the people of color in the Bible. We talked about Moses' wife, who was a Cushite. We talked about the Ethiopian eunuch. We talked about Simon of Siren, who carried Jesus' cross. He was a man of color. Ebed-Melech wasn't just no any old man. He worked alongside with the king. So Jeremiah is put down in this hole because of his prophecies, because the people nor the king liked his prophecies. They put him in the hole to die. No food, no water or room to move. But Ebed-Melech was a Cushite servant of the king of Judah. Ebed-Melech, seeing the injustice, doesn't just sit with what he has seen. He goes to the king. Now Ebed isn't a friend of the king. He is a court official in service of the monarch. Woo! That's a man of color. Working with the Jews, working with the Hebrews, 
working with the people of, of lighter color. Mm. Willing to risk his reputation and his life in asking the king to reverse his decision. So he goes to the king. He pleads with the king for Jeremiah. He's asking the king to reverse his decision. And the king tells him, see to it. So Ebed-Melech finds 30 men to help him rescue Jeremiah. Led by Ebed, the prophet is pulled from the mud and death. God is pleased with Ebed and announcing through Jeremiah that through Jeru though Jerusalem will fall, I, the Lord, will rescue you on that day and you will not be handed over to your enemies. It's a man of color. I'm soon to quit so I can go home. God is trying to establish a people. I'm telling you what he's trying, he's going for. Nothing's changed. He's still reaching out for nations and individuals. And like I told you on last Sunday, if he doesn't get the nations, he's going to get individuals. And it's not just for the Jews. Matter of fact, in the book of Ephesians, Paul says that there was a mystery that was hid. And Paul says in Ephesians chapter 3 that the mystery that was revealed to him and the disciples and prophets was this, that the Gentiles could become fellow heirs with the Israelites. That opens a whole door, you all. Are you listening? Oh, Jesus. Oh, Jesus, where we at? Wait a minute, wait a minute. Did we finish with him? Yes, we did. I want to go to Ephesians chapter 3. I'm trying to give you ammunition. Amen. So when you leave here, you can go back over to the scriptures. Amen? Because blessed means empowered to prosper. Say that with me. Say blessed means, blessed means empowered, empowered to prosper. prosper. Say the, the Lord has empowered me empowered to, prosper to prosper by taking me out of sin, out of sin. And, I'm and I'm not gonna let it go. Write this down if you will. Blessing equals prosperity. Prosperity equals advancement. And advancement equals maintenance. <laughs> maintenance blessing equals prosperity prosperity equals advancement and advancement requires maintenance mm. oh you got something to do man we ought to be so busy when you get up in the morning when your feet hit the floor you ought to say Lord help me manage this empire today they said, what empire? Your home, you, your refrigerator, your grocery shopping, your bill paying, hasha, your bank account. Hey, Look at you. Look at you. You got to start somewhere. You got to start somewhere. Help me to manage these children. Help me, to Help me to manage the finances that's coming in. How do you expect God to give you more and you won't even manage what you got? 
This is old material. I remember a lady telling me one time, I remember a lady telling me one time, oh, Lord, this was back when this was just getting going. I'm talking about just living, just serving the Lord back in the 90s. And she was saying that um, even if you have to start a business and start it in your car, do something. And I looked at her, I said, oh, and, and people really, you know, in that little group, people got out, they started starting businesses, whether it was out from their car, meaning whatever they were selling, offering, uh, it, you know, they put it in their car, their car became the business, it became the, the, uh, the place where they were uh, warehousing their materials, and they sold out their car, they did business out their car. You know, but today you tell people to do that, they'll do it for a month. They'll do it for a month. They don't keep doing it. They don't look for it to. They don't look for it to prosper or advance. And then while it's advancing, they don't do no maintenance. See, some of us we don't know how to handle money because once money start coming in, we forget about the maintenance work. We just start spending. Well, you can't do it like that. Taxes have to be paid. People have to be paid. Uh, money has to be kept up with. Where is this going? Where, where, where did that check go? And you don't just get money and start spending like you're crazy. Before I spend a dime of anything that God has blessed me with, the first thing I ask God is show me how to do this. I don't know how to do it. Tell me where to take it from. Tell me what to use. You know, a lot of us, we, uh, um, I don't want that to come out. Um, credit cards are not bad. We misuse them. We abuse them. Sometimes you need a credit card for your business. Sometimes you need a credit card for large uh, purchases that right now you don't want to put that money out on. You just want to pay it on, you know, little, 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 you know, because you got other things you're working on. So a lot of times I have to stop and say, Lord, how you want me to do this? How, where, which way you want me to come from? And whatever he tells me to do, that's how I do it. And I trust him. Credit cards are, credit cards are a tool. Not so you can go sit up and, and, and look nice and flash it out, you know, even though, you know, 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 you got to go to that, you know. And stop it. The church got its money. I got my own money. See, you don't even know me. I keep telling you, you don't know me. You, you crazy. No, the church got its own money. God has blessed me, the person me. When I call up people, they say, who, who's, who, who's name on that card? I said, Mrs. Angelita Carmichael. Not KSL. My husband, when he was alive, that's all he used to say. You just want stuff in your name. You just want your own. But it was exciting to me because I came from, from nothing. I came from nothing. I wasn't trying to be, and he know, I never did that. I never got bigoted. I never got so big, you know, oh, well, you know. No, no, I stayed in my place. I was a wife. I was humble. But I wanted stuff in my name because that was exciting to me. Because I, I came from nothing. 
You don't understand what I'm saying. Daddy took care of us. He raised us. Mom and daddy took care of us. We went to school. We were clean. We wore nice things. But I'm talking about when we got out on our own, we had to learn to get our own from what they have taught us. Everything your parents teach you is a, 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 a stepping stone. And then you build from that. So as my credit began to go up, under my mind, Angelita, Carmichael, I was like, what? Oh, my goodness. No, you got to be kidding. You know, I run and tell my husband, I said, look, I said, my credit. He just look and say, mm-hmm, <laughs> I said, let's go to dinner. I'm going to take you to dinner. He'll say, let's go. <laughs> he, he wasn't slow. He said, let's go. It feels good when you come from nothing. It feels good when you come from nothing, baby. When you were born under the track. I'll never forget this lady crossed my mind the other day. A uh, long time ago. Do y'all remember when, uh, and I'm finished close. Okay, that's not what the name of it was. Am South. Y'all remember how long ago that was? I can remember when I was working. And this white lady, she just befri she befriended me way back then when Am South was on. And she helped me get my, my first little credit card. And I looked, I said, well, thank you. She said, oh, yes, Miss Carmichael, anything for you. God will give you favor with people. Amen. That's why you got to stop the racial divide. You got to stop the hatred. There's opportunity out here, but it's going to come from people. God uses people. God uses people. People will just like you. They don't even know why they like you. you but you understand it's God. Yeah. And so I was thinking about that. I was thinking about that. And I said, oh, Lord, I, I said that was so wonderful because she blessed me. She helped me to get in there and get my first little credit card. Now, 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 I think that one was like $500. Because my credit score is about a nine or something. I don't know. Yeah. That's a blessing. Amen. I ain't going to tell you how much the, this, the, the, uh, yeah. Because they might faint. They might say, dang, Bishop. But I only use it when I need to. And I only use as much as I need. There's no way I'm going to spend uh, $30,000, $50,000 in one time. Where you going? Where in the world are you going? And then you got to pay it. And then you don't pay it back and you mess up your... They do that because they're saying we can trust you. Hello? They do that because they say we can trust you to pay your bills. And the church exceeds that, but hmm. that's fine too. That's right. nobody's business. <laughs> oh, the church is God is gonna keep the church. You can you can you can look at me, talk about me, but I'm doing what I'm supposed to do with God's people's money. God is blessing me, and He's blessing His ministry. Amen. And I know what belongs to me, 
and I know what belongs to my God. Amen. 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 But I'm just telling you, you ought to let God bless you. Amen. You ought to let him bring you up. Yes, Stop being afraid of work. Amen. Stop being afraid of responsibility. Yeah. Stop trying to be, that's that, you know where that lazy spirit came from? That's an ancestral trait. Yeah. We, you don't want that. You don't want that. All this, I'm gonna wait till I get married and my husband gonna have everything. Why? Why can't you bring something to? What's wrong? What's the matter with you? Those were the things we were taught then. Hello? We ought to want to be a help now. I'm talking about if you're married, you ought to want to be a help to your mate. Blessing, prosperity, advancement, and maintenance. You say, why is maintenance on there? Because the Lord explained it to me. As you're advancing, you got to maintain this. Amen. You got to maintain it. How does blessings come? Opportunity. For those of you who say I'm locked into my paycheck, no, doors will open. It's just depending on you will you take the opportunity. I hear you, but I'm locked in. Uh, wait a minute, let me, let me see. What about those who say I'm on a fixed income? I'm on that check that come. <sighs> Baby, I don't know. I don't know if it's fixed or not. <laughs> it's how you use it. It's how you use it. Stop limiting yourself. Now, if you do, you won't go to hell. That's not what we're saying. You, you go, be happy in heaven. Then you'll finally get your mansion, your car, your go, streets of gold. You know, you wear a little gold, wear a little silver. You know, you know. Uh-uh, I want some now. I want to experience some now. And that's not against God. Because what are we teaching our children? Just look back to slavery. Just look back. Wait a minute. What? What they going to find there? Heartache, poverty, rejection, d- depression, that's good. Uh, don't say it. <laughs> no. No, 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 no. Hancock. Thank you, Minister Hancock. Oh, oh, really? So you're catching it. Okay. All right, then, Sister Sneed. That's how you pern them, too. I'm not saying don't teach them history, but at least tell them the truth. You started from God. And if that don't help you, you came out of Noah's ham, and they had it. And you can get it back. And you can get it back. Stand to your feet. Amen. Stand to your feet.
Thank you, Jesus. What you're going to find out is as we are entering into our Jewish New Year, I've been doing some really, I mean, oh boy, God has opened some doors for me to go in to do some more studying on Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur. And what I'm finding out is this. Everything that they're going to be doing, and Rosh Hashanah starts September 25th this year. Rosh Hashanah is a two-day festival, whereas Yom Kippur is a 10-day time of repenting. And what they do is there are a lot of things that they acknowledge. But the one thing that I see is they look back over the year, listen to me good, and they check to see if they prospered. Listen to me. This thing blew my mind. They, and what does prosper mean? They check to see if they advanced. And if they didn't, you know what they do? That's the time they say, I'm fixing to start again. Oh, one way or another, I'm getting it. Yes, ma'am. One way or another, I'm getting it. So they take that time to repent, to seek the Lord on how they can do better. They reflect. They remember. Woo! And they repent. They reflect. They remember. And they repent. Well, what are you repenting for? Because next year, I want Yehovah to bless me. The Jews talk about prosperity more than we do. And we in this thing. And I'm reading it and, I'm keep, and I keep, I said, Lord, they talk about prosperity. Christians act like they're afraid to talk about prosperity. But the Jews, that's what they go for. I'm looking for Jehovah, Yahweh, Adonai, to prosper me in the coming year. Because whatever you don't make a demand on, you will not get it. Amen. You will not get it. It's going to be order. Oh, there's going to be order. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Order. There's an order. Because God is a king. He's a king. And there's an order. And he loves his people. He wants to prosper his people. And so they prepare for that coming in year why? They said we want to prosper in the coming year. We want to prosper. What we say, I just want to make sure I make it. I just want to make sure the Lord do something. No! Get in line with what the words say. You want to prosper. You want to advance. Come on here. You want to be blessed? You want to prosper? You want to advance? And then you're going to do maintenance. You're going to maintain it. Yeah. And do you know no matter, no matter how the years change, every year they're looking for the blessing. Amen. They never stop looking for Yahweh to bless them. It's like they drenched. Their mind is a different mindset. And here we are in the light of it. Well. So, September 25th, they're going to start blowing the shofar. And that's for the people to wake up. It's to sound the alarm. It's to let them know it's time now. The new year has begun. We need to set our priorities straight. We need to set our life in line with El Shaddai. Yeah. 
Mm, shake hey. I don't know about you, but I can sense this thing. Woo! It's time to set your life in order with El Shaddai. Jehovah Jireh. El Shaddai, Almighty God. Jehovah Jireh, my provider. He's more than enough. And he's no respect of person. He's no respect of person. He, your sins are under the blood. My sins are under the blood. He's no respect of person. He's just waiting. He's just waiting. I said, oh, my goodness. Okay, God, I see it. I see it.